Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast, brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be jumping on to the managerial merry-go-round for a spin um, Powered by the rumour mill, um, getting through all 40 clubs and the lie of the land in each of those 40 clubs as as we understand it at this point in time. Um, we'll also hear from Lurgan minor manager Neve Daly ahead of their Ulster Championship semi-final this Sunday. Um, they're taking on St. Endes from Oma in Oma. Um, on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. So uh, we'll hear from the manager, Aideen Coyle, caught up with Neve Daly a little bit later on in the show. But Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, joins me. Um, Paul, it, it's it's an exciting time of year because the rumour mill is is on high, high energy at the moment. Um, we'll get through them club by club and then we'll 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 stop and discuss the the powerpoints in it because there are a few powerpoints um arva obviously still in in contest at the moment so they're preparing for that also finally we did a preview show over on the diehard podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are calvin so their management i'm sure is 100 percent in situ at the moment um second club i have on the list paul is Bailieborough, and my understanding is that they've sorted out a manager. They've got a lad from over the road in Drumgoon to take over in Brian Bates. Um, good, good appointment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Brian has a lot of experience. He was with Shannon Gales. He was with Red Hills, and uh, he was a good player himself with the Goonies back in the day as well. So, yeah, great appointment for Bailieborough. Balinyar holding on to Mark Monaghan. Um, Ballyhay is unknown. Obviously, they're still in in um, competition as well. They have the Ulster semi final um, tomorrow afternoon in Oma at three fifteen. So Damien Keeney and Co are still in situ there at the moment. Anyway, um, Ballymacue have sorted Kieran O'Malley. We brought that last week. There's strong rumours Beltorbet. Um, might have Mark Lawler lined up. Um, haven't had it confirmed from anyone on the committee, but I've heard it from quite a few people. So, um, an internal club manager, I think that that's a great job. Yeah, I think so too. Well, sure, Mark Lawler is synonymous with Piltorbert. He's been a soldier in the way with Piltorbert for for uh, for a lifetime, really. And I think Mark was over those teams in the mid nineties uh, that made the breakthrough. I think I think I'm right in saying that that that, or maybe he played on on one or both of them, but he was. Involved in the management, I, I I'm pretty sure, uh, when they made the breakthrough and they won the junior and intermediate in successive years, so, uh, yeah, they'll be hoping to repeat that now and win that junior championship again. Yeah, the uh, it'd be interesting just to to see. I I I love to see club managers within managers within their own club taking it on. It's a great great idea, great role. Um, Keelan Milan, if we 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 broke last week, is with Butler's Bridge. Fergal Flanagan staying on with Castle Rahan. Cavan Gales have appointed. Their own men, Shawnee Johnston and, and Mickey Ling at the helm there. That's a, a big talking point. Yeah, a lot of talk about that. But I think that, that's been rumoured for a few weeks and and uh 
it has come to pass now. The Gales have confirmed that one on Twitter. So big move by by uh, the two two fellas to take over their own club. It's, I know you you're, you're right in saying that it's great to see um, clubs appointed internally, uh, but it can add pressure as well. So that's that's a big move. So it's going to be interesting to see now. The Gales need a few new players. I know Ed O'Hanlon um, made the point that it was in the preview to the minor final in the Celt that. You know, reports about the Mice are greatly exaggerated kind of thing. But I do think the Gales need an infusion of a few new players. So um they'll be hoping to bring through a few from that minor team and so maybe the Gales the Gales can can steady the ship a little bit because I do think there was a there was a bit of decline there as you'd expect it with an aging team. So maybe with with Johnny Johnson and Mickey Ling taking over, that's gonna invigorate things. That's gonna definitely be a really interesting one. It's it's a longer term project. It's not a one year thing I'd imagine. Like you, you, you... I don't think you take on the Gales as a, as a as a one year project. No, well, like there's about ten or twelve lads who saw game time with the Gales this year who are into their thirties, and a lot of those lads are taking on now to thirty four, thirty five. Um, you know, so so it's a, it's an aging team. I think the Gales are the oldest team in the senior championship this year. Uh, so you can dress that up really any way we want to, but that suggests that that young blood is needed because for the, there's a lot of rumours around. Grove McKernan, is he going to stay with the Gales? He didn't play any football with the Gales in the Championship this year. He's had, he was injured. He wasn't seen at any of the games, bar the, the quarterfinal. Um, so, you know, it's a crossroads for the Gales. It'd be good to see where they go from here. But you'd imagine a team with that age profile, or certainly it'd be hard to get significant improvement. And they're going to need to improve significantly to win the Championship. They haven't been in the final now since 2017. So it's a big challenge, that one. But that's going to be one that that Johnston and Ling will look to get their teeth into. and uh, It's definitely going to add a little bit of stardust on the sideline senior championship as well. Both lads, yeah. very high-profile high former cabin players. Yeah, very much. Also kind of rumoured within the, the backroom team, so it's joint management of, of, of Shani and Mickey. And then uh, when Leitrim are finished, apparently Mickey Graham comes in to help out as well. So um, that's about as high-profile as you can get in a club management, I think, in fairness. In Cavan, so um, could Hill are looking? I haven't heard anything from them. Corla are the same, un, unaware of what the situation is in Corner Fane. Have to get some information there, but then on to the big news of the week, I suppose, is Crushala. Um, now you see him, now you don't. Unfortunately, I think Donald, Ke- well, sorry, I can confirm Donald Kyogen has definitely handed in a uh, notice to Crushala that he will no longer be taking the, the Crushala side. So, um, this is a big U turn. Yeah, no, I haven't been talking to, to Donald or anyone in Crushala, so really I can't speculate too much on this, but um it, it I understand it was ratified. Uh, it was it was nailed down, it was happening, Donald was taking over Crushala. When I contacted him a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks back, he he was very coy and he just said, I'll be talking to anybody. Um but I think he knew and I knew that that wasn't the case. But uh he was keeping his cars close to his chest. So yeah, that's that is that U turn, if that is the case, is is from left field and I don't know what ways is going to leave Crushlaw. Maybe they go ahead. I think they had two men from Tyrone who were going to be part of that. Maybe they go ahead with those two fellas if they're interested um, and maybe they'll, they'll appoint somebody from within the club. I don't know. You're hearing all sorts of names linked to, to Crushlaw. So I don't know. that It's a lot of speculation at this stage. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I, I, I have had it confirmed from a player and a member of the committee in Crushlaw that that on Tuesday afternoon, um, 
Donald did contact the, the a member of the committee to explain why. Um, now, I didn't hear the exact explanation, hadn't that confirmed, but that there there was a an explanation as to why he could no longer commit to the job. So, um, I, it, it it it's definitely not just a rumor. There's a there's definite truth to it. So, that 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 puts Crush Law in a in a difficult position. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch now what exactly happens over the coming weeks on that one. So, uh, watch this space. Um, Cuhullins, Fintan Cahill, I understand, is staying on. Stephen Baxter staying on at Den. Drummley are very close to um, appointing somebody or hopefully appointing somebody in the next co- coming days, but can't be revealed just yet. Uh, Drumgoon, unaware of their situation. Drumlane are still looking at this point. Drung are still looking at this point. The Gauna situation, again, the, the rumour mill is spinning hard out in Gauna. Um, is he, is, is Dermot and Co staying? Is Dermot and Fintan staying or are they going? Have you heard anything concrete? I haven't again, Damien. I've I've been off work for the last two weeks. I'm not across this at all. I haven't rang anyone on the committee. Um, I will be doing that when it comes to doing it for for the paper and so on when I'm back to work now on Monday. But uh, the rumor was that that Dermot had said he was stepping down, uh, and now the talk is that he's not stepping down. So I would I was surprised that he would have stepped down in the first place. So one one made three championship finals, won the last two. Definitely made progress this year. Kicked on another bit, like won the championship uh, more convincingly, and you know, came close again in Ulster. So to, to getting that first win, so I, I would have thought that that, that you know, things are very much on an upper curve there. So it wouldn't be the usual time you'd see a manager stepping away. Maybe he he was enticed to take on something else, or maybe he thought you can you can you know you win your certain shelf life with your own club or, club or whatever, but. Uh, I don't know to be honest, and I think it would be a blow to Garner if they lost him. Yeah, so I'd imagine they'd be trying to keep keep Darren McCabe. I think the I I think Ryan McGahern's speech after or, or accepting the cup in this year's final probably said enough about what the players think of Darren McCabe. Like they they clearly clearly adore him. They clearly feel he's the right man for the job. I think he described him as Mister Gowna, you know. So. That sort of a, a bond isn't that easy to to come across, and it's not for both sides, for a playing group and and for a manager. So I'd be, yeah, I'd I'd be very surprised if if the management walk away in that situation because they're um, you know they're they're making progress. They've got a young team. They're after winning two championships. You know, the the sky's the limit to where they can go to. I think I'd be very surprised. It it would have to be a strong reason to walk away. And I don't see any strong reasons at this point in time. So it'll be interesting. Very interesting to watch that one. But I think for genuinely for Cav and football, I think it's a good thing if, if he stays there because I think the the ceiling then continues to rise at the level of senior championship in, in Cav. And so... Um, oh, well, there's, lot, there's lots of good managers out there. Like, like I don't think... I don't think Dermot McCabe and Fintan Riley are the only fellas that could manage that guy on a team to a senior championship. But they've they've done so well. They've won the league. They've won. They've got to a championship final, beaten in a replay, and now they've won two championships. So their their record is excellent. They've, yeah. Nobody can pick, pick holes in their record in, in the current championship. It's it's superb. And so from that point of view, losing them would be a big blow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next up, uh, Kildallan unaware. Kill 
unconfirmed. Kilishandra unaware of what's happening. Killing Care, I understand, are still looking. Terry Highland is staying on in Killigarry, and he's got an addition to the backroom team. Have you heard this one? I've heard Jason Riley is is going to be doing S and C with them. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in as S and C coach. Um, so that's that's a good appointment, I suppose. It it's it's part of it's part of every definitely every senior management team and probably most club management teams is to have that SNC person lined up and Jason comes with a lot of experience and and all the papers to match as well so um, I think that that's a that's a good appointment by Killigarry Oh definitely oh yeah huge experience there any club in the county will take Jason Yeah Chase, uh, sorry Kingscourt Stars still looking I understand <laughs> I think I've heard Kingscourt have someone got but uh, I wasn't told who it was Okay Okay, that's interesting. We'll have to get on to our source in Kingscourt. Um Aidan McCabe um from is staying on in Knockbride. Um my understanding is Lacken are holding on to uh Mickey O'Connor. Lara are looking. Uh Lavi have appointed internally again. Great appointment here. Liam Maguire. That's a, I, I I'm I'm very, very interested in seeing how this one works out because Liam obviously he's I'm not saying he's worked with the county minors in the past. He's been with Cardiff for the last couple of years as coach. So he's obviously of a very, very high standard. Um, but going in, managing your own club and then probably managing, sorry, definitely managing his sons as well. It, it won't be easy, but again, I, I much prefer that than an outsider. Yeah, no, that that should be, that that's going to be a big challenge because Lavi seemed to taper off a bit this year now. First time we've seen Lavi have a good league in a few years and then the championship just didn't seem to go to plan and I don't know was everyone pulling together but uh, yeah look I think maybe maybe a change was needed just for, for everyone's sake I think um, like Kevin McDonald was did a brilliant job with Lavi over the years but this year I don't know if the response was as good as it was in other years so um, yeah Liam McGuire could be the man to, to shake things up because there's some good players there but you have a good few lads that have given it a long number of years as well, and they're going to need to be sort of re-energized as well. That's it. I I think it's about gelling the older and the younger groups, and 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 getting them all pulling together. So, um, if 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 all that can happen, there's talent there. Like you've you have a lot of young players that are are of a high standard in in James McBreen and Orrin Daly and the, the Maguire twins as well and uh, and a lot more the the Kings so there's there's plenty of young talent in Lavi um to go with the, the the household names of of Conroy and Tierney and Duke and Smith and 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 Cusick and all of these boys so um I th- I think that I I don't think that the end is that close for Lavi I think that they 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 could revitalize if they can all pull together um, Mahara are looking Declan Beard is staying on with Mount Nugent Mullahorn my understanding is that they're very close to appointing somebody at the moment so their AGM is on this weekend and they're hoping to have it all done and dusted by the AGM um, Stephen McGovern I understand is staying with Muncher Connacht and Rammer have made an appointment here this is an interesting one yeah Rammer have appointed Jude McNabb who is a Tyrone man living in Mead He's involved with the Eastern Gales Club, I think, which is a new club that, that was founded up in Bettystown. There was quite an acrimonious split up there and a new club was, was founded and was ratified at the convention a couple of years ago. And I, I think that's the club that he's involved with. He's originally from Trillick and uh, the trainer, or maybe it's a joint team, I think Jude is the manager and then his brother Pat is going to be 
involved in the management as well. I think maybe he's trainer now. As far as I know, he was over the Oma CBS team that won the Hogan Cup last year. So he's based up there. Uh, as I said, they're from Trillick. So I presume he'll be coming there. And, and I think, as I said, Jude is based in, in uh, Mead. So a lot of experience there as well. They were involved with Oldcastle. Certainly Jude was involved with Oldcastle. Uh, so um, interesting one. Yeah, I think certainly that, that winning that Hogan Cup as manager last year, they won, I think they walked the final as far as I remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That, that that's probably the big um, feather in the cap of, of this management team. So um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one, surely. Um, Red Hills are looking Shannon Gales are looking Shercock I understand the management is staying on there's strong rumours that Swan and Barr are going to appoint, appoint internally as well in Michael Cunningham so he was um, was he manager or coaching Enniskill and Gales when, when they beat Gowna last year yeah that rings a bell alright yeah that rings a bell I'm not 100% sure I think those lads would have went to school in Enniskill and um, Sort of reconnections there. Obviously, you're on. You're on. You're not that far from any skill in there. I think you're. You're right in saying that. As far as I know, <clears throat> see the three Cunninghams that played with Calvin, which was Mark, John, and, and Michael, um, and I. I think those lads are, are cousins of Grove McKernan. Yeah. So, so the rumor mill is going to overdrive now. People are going to put two and two together and, and get twenty two because uh, when Grove didn't feature for the Gales last year, and the talk was that you know he sort of removed himself from that group. Uh. And his, I think his brother was the captain of SWAT as well last year, Breffney. Uh, so there's a lot, there'll be strong rumours now that, that you know, Grove might go back to his home club and throw his lot in with them again. Especially with, you know, brother, captain, cousin, manager, if that is the case. We're doing a lot of speculating here, Damien, but... Um, there's a lot of interesting. I saw, I saw a SWAT playing against Kildallan in the Championship. Now, Kildallan were not hectic this year, even though they sort of, out of nowhere, flicked the switch and, and, and turned into a much better team in, over the space of like three weeks in the championship, they just completely left behind their previous league and championship form. Uh, over a couple of weeks, and then all the games caught up on them, and they ended up with an awful heavy defeat against Arva. But I saw a side against against Kildallan down in Bombay, a game that went to extra time. I remember thinking that evening that Swad actually have a lot of potential. They've a lot of pace, and uh, there's some there's some good young players. They've got some some really mean uh, defenders. Which you need a few tough men at the back there, and what they had this year was they had at least three scoring forwards. So they had Rory Corn a full forward who who we all know he's he's an outstanding player, and I think he, mm. I think he he would make most teams in Cavan, including the top senior clubs. He'd be very close to it. I think he probably I think he would make those teams. That's a good good he's he is full tilt. He would yeah yeah I think he would. He's a brilliant player, and then um, Klein Jared Klein is the other lad, and then um. Cotton McCran, who they brought in from Leitrim, they were three forwards that were that were well able to score, and they had other good forward, other good, um, good hard working forwards as well that could take a score. So they actually do take a lot of boxes, and if Breffney McCarran there in the middle of the field, mm. if if you were to throw the games are going to be listed this going, he's our player. But if Gerald was to go back to Swad and you were to throw him into that team, if everyone was buying into it and they kept it all together from last year, I would make Swad huge contenders to win the junior championship. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. If 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 all was pulling in the right direction and Garod was back with them, I I I'd agree with you. Um, See, I, a great, squad squad have a great record in junior football. Like they've won it a good few times and they've spent a lot of time in intermediate. And it's only in the last few years that they've sort of had they've they've really dropped back. They've they've been weak for the last few years. But 
Um, they have brought through quite a few players now from the Darren Creeve amalgamation. Mm. That's probably one amalgamation that is, it's working through necessity, but it's actually delivering a good enough quality of of um, competition to the players at underage. And they're playing Division 1 and Division 2 football, which is, I think, bringing through a better quality of player in, in those clubs you can see down there. So um, in time, I think that, that, that could pay off because I don't believe there's an alternative to the Darren Acreve, um amalgamation at underage. The, the numbers aren't there. The population isn't there. So they've got to go and amalgamate. And when you're amalgamating, you really want to be in the top division. If you're not in the top division, then, you know, there, there's, there's a bit of a problem with the amalgamation. So, um, yeah, be interesting just to watch that space. Um, finally, then Templeport, they're still looking. So, um, it's, it's, it's amazing the amount of teams that are, are still on the hunt out there at this moment in time. Um, it got me thinking then very quickly. I know we're running out of time here. Um, there's, there's then with a lot of vacancies, they're going to have to come up with new names. Have you thought of any new names? Anybody that that you're kind of thinking? A lot of people are saying, well, we have to look outside the normal circles. Maybe a player that's retiring. Um, now there is talk that Kean Mackey and Jimmy Higgins are going as a package together. They've been talking to a few clubs outside of Cavan, um, but are there any other names around that 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 are worth worth throwing out there? Do you think could throw their hat in the ring as as management? Damien Donahue, is he available? No, Damien Donahue is definitely not available. <laughs> Damien Donahue is, is, is on a sabbatical. <laughs> He's been bored. I, I think it's quite attractive uh, to be a manager to certain people. Like, I, kind of, There's always a scramble, but um, I, I think I still think it's quite attractive. I don't think they're, they're going to run out. I think every club will get a manager. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see just just how long it drags on for. Some club maybe will end up appointing somebody within their own club or something, which they might be reluctant to do. And it could work out to be the best thing that they did. Like that is one thing that that does need to change in the, the culture of the GA. That you know, fellas aren't appreciated in their own clubs. Like okay. I've seen, I've seen cabin fellas managing clubs in other counties, and they wouldn't be letting near a club in Cavan, and and yet they're they're managing the club in another county. Because it's kind of like they're they're an unknown quantity, and you know if they're coming from another county, it's almost thought of oh they must be these lads must be pretty good or whatever. And they wouldn't be letting near their own club. Uh, so there's there's a whole culture around that this management thing that's just it's just daft really. But it's always fun to watch it playing out. But it has, but it, it is something that dramatically has to change because I I the managerial merry-go-round is is getting busier and busier every single year, and the cost of outside managers, you know, it, it is significant within clubs and that's that's the reality of it. And people can say what they want about it. It, it is a significant cost and it has a lot of the time, then you have the pressures of it on both ends where the club are paying good money and expect good results. But only three teams can win the championships in Cavan. And then... You know the the expectation on the other end is that that you have to be very good at what you're doing, and you want the club players to to all buy in, and and they might necessarily do so. So it's 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 a lottery that that the clubs are playing, but the um, but it's not necessarily paying off at any point. There's not it doesn't seem to be a payoff for clubs. There's, there's probably clubs who've spent north of a hundred thousand in the last number of years on managements and have had no silverware to show. 
So yeah. I, I think that's something we've got to address in the GEA. I, I think we've got to bring back and, and it's not this is not something I'm saying that the that the GEA as an organization needs to tackle. I'm saying clubs need to tackle it. Clubs need to say but we've allowed this coming through there. He's doing good at underage. He's bringing through underage players. He's or he's been with a minor team for the last four or five years, or whatever the case may be. Let's give him a shot. Let's let's prepare him for this job, and let's make sure that the players are appreciative of the time and effort that he puts in, and they back him. Because I think that's the way we've got to get back to. I think you can't beat somebody who takes it within their own club because you know they're doing it for the right reasons. They're not doing it for any other reason than they want their club to do well. And I think that that's a good foundation for any manager to be going in. So, um, it's, see, I, I think it's sort of the 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 knock on effects of it are, are the, the parts that I don't like. Like I I spoke to one manager a few years ago, and he said to me, "You you are writing the thing in the Celt, and you're criticizing um, clubs putting in outside managers and paying them and so on." And he said, "I got seven grand for managing um, the club that he managed that year." And he said, I think he said, we did 100, between matches and the whole ice, we did 118 sessions. And it was like 25-minute drive from his house. So as you can roughly say, let's just say an hour round trip each time. So we drove for 118 hours uh, minimum. That's not including driving around the county to to far-flung away matches and so on. He was saying like seven grand. And now this fella fella, um, was a very successful businessman. So like... He he wasn't doing it for the seven grand. That's the point he was making to me. Without he didn't want to appear to be blowing or anything. And it was a fair point, and it did kind of open my eyes a little bit at the time. That you know, you hear all these big figures thrown out there, and I would imagine a lot of it is inflated. Yeah, and I don't think I don't. It's probably not the gravy train it's made out to be. Um, but what baffles me kind of is is that there are very capable people within clubs and. Their own clubs kind of won't don't want to appoint them. Yeah, and that's what's created this thing. And there's it's sort of a circular economy. Like there's money flowing around here, there, and everyone is coming back in uh, different ways. But the problem with it is that when it becomes a circuit, and as you say, there are people who are not doing it for the right reasons. There are people doing it just to to keep themselves out there and to hope that maybe they'll get a better job down the line. There are some people that would be doing it for the extra cash, and um, there are some people who are just doing it for. Just for something to do, um, mm. they're not they're not all necessarily doing it because they feel that they've got a chance of achieving success or getting the best out of a bunch of players. And what you get with some, what the knock on effect of that is that there might be fellas will come in and they'll say, right, I need to win games early, and what they'll do is just get the team really fit, and that might come at the expense of everything else. It might come at the like not just coaching, but it might come at the expense of a whole pile of things. This this focus on being really fit for the early rounds of the All County League, just to get buy in from the players and um to try to achieve something, you know, to further their own ends rather than holistically furthering the ends of the team. But look, if you're on a club committee, it's difficult if if the players are are telling you that they don't want this fella or they do want that fella or they want X or Y, and it's all a matter of keeping up with the Joneses. Like if every if if every club in Cavan just had one man over the team, then you think that would be that would be better. But they come as twos and threes now, yeah. if not if not more. You know, you've you've one fellow riding shotgun. I don't know how many managers now actually take the trains. Like the trainer and the manager seem to be a separate thing. And then you look at it and go, well, you know, you're losing you're losing at the group stage of a junior intermediate championship. 
uh, you know, is it does it justify the resources that have gone into it? But it's, the important thing I think is that players feel they have they have the best of everything. That's I think that's more important nearly than having the best of everything because it's all about about the mindset and convincing them. Because I think a lot of it is of is of a similar standard. You know, I think I think a lot of teams are preparing to a similar level now, and the teams that win probably are the teams that have the stronger mindset, or the ones who just think that they are believe that they have uh, they Every have done the, done the most. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's it's, it's 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 a fascinating thing to watch. It is, it is because the, the the psychology around it. Like I I remember talking with a former Cavan player. I won't say who it was, but his club had three different managers, maybe over four seasons and he'd be a player I, I, I'd i speak to or at the time anyway speaking to very regularly and asking how are things going and he'd be you know picking my brains about some stuff but every single year he would say he'd come back and go you know two three months into the thing oh this is unbelievable our, our management is the best management I've ever come across I see you said that last year I know but these are even better these are even better. And this team was successful. This team was winning championships. And you were, you were kind of saying, I always think that you're right on that point. If you believe you've got the best management or you believe you've got the worst, you're right on both occasions. You know, you've got to, you've got to buy into it. And regardless of who you have, a manager can make a huge difference. But the biggest influence on a group is the player's attitude. And their attitude bringing to it is is the most important factor that will determine success. So they can they can turn around and say that well we we can blame the manager and him being internal or external. But if they decide that they're going to all move in the one direction and drag the manager along with them or be 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 brought along by a manager one or the other, then they're more likely to achieve success by doing so. So I think that that's it. Buy into it and say. You know, it doesn't really matter who we have as manager. Yeah, he could be an advantage there, or looking straight at him and saying, "Well, he is an advantage." Before, before you start to judge him and knock him. So, um, yeah, be interesting. Okay, we've we've um, we will move on because uh, this uh, Sunday it's um, Logan Ladies taking Logan Ladies minor team taking on St Endes from Tyrone in the Ulster Minor Championship semi final, one o'clock in Healy Park. In St. Endes, Tyrone, um, or Enoma. Um, earlier on in the week, Aideen Kyle caught up with Neave Daly. Delighted to be joined by the Lorgan Minor uh, manager, Neve Daly, ahead of next Sunday's Ulster semi final. Neve, there's obviously great excitement in the camp, but first of all, congratulations. It's uh, fantastic to get back to an Ulster semi final. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. It's massive for the team, the girls, the management, and for the club itself. Um, I suppose when you come into this, you never know how you'll get on or where you end up. Um, you're really in unknown territory. So to kind of we had two, I suppose, convincing wins so far, and it's massive. We've uh, tweaked our team both weeks. A lot of girls have got game time, so rebuilding a really, really strong panel. I think over the first two games, um, I think everybody, bar maybe one girl, has played on the field, and that was just due to an injury. Uh, she's just back training recently so it's great to see that we have strength in our panel that we can allow a lot of girls to get game time and feel feel what an Ulster Championship like get that feeling into them and see what it's like to play at that stage Yeah exactly and you said there you, you had two wins you've obviously you have to do it the hard way if you're going to retain your title you had to obviously go into the preliminary round this year 
and the quarterfinal last weekend, uh, particularly that game against Carrick Macross. That was that was a tough battle with yourselves and Monaghan champions. Oh, extremely tough battle. Like, yeah, I suppose we were lucky to get drawn in the preliminary round, but in one way, it's an extra game. It's a stepping stone. The more games these girls play together, the better. So you get stronger every game you play. So uh, we just get in our stride. We didn't complain or anything like that. Um, they just love playing football and they love being part of it. And I think any time to go out and play together, they, they really enjoy themselves. They play with a smile on their face. So um, it's just massive for them to two big wins. Uh, we were on the road the first day and then we had a home venue last weekend um, against the Derry champions. Uh, fairness, we were very lucky um, in one way that the game was played. Rammer was unplayable on, on the morning, unfortunately, and through you know, uh, good support from our local club, Killing Care, they, they got the venue ready with really short notice and, um, and got there, come down and the game was played and in fairness, our conditions on their pitch was in. So we were delighted to get the game played and not have to go travelling up to Derry. Yeah, and, and looking at them two games, I suppose, what's really stood out is the character and the resilience of your side to get them crucial scores at crucial points in the game. In Looking back to the Carrick Macross game, I think you were four points down before half-time and in that five minutes before half-time, you hit two goals, Shana Galligan with both goals and then you hit six points on the bounce after half-time. Similarly, last weekend, you were only up by a point. You got a goal just before halftime and then after halftime as well. You know, your forwards are, are really stepping up and getting them them crucial scores at what are key points in the games. Oh, absolutely. Like, look, our team is filtered with county players at under 16 and minor and then girls playing school football and school basketball at really high levels. So, like, we are in a really privileged position for that reason. But, um, yeah, like, look, the forwards are getting the scores, but the work right from our backs is unstoppable. Cara Riley's been exceptional in goals. You come out the field. I think in our first nine players on the field, eight of them are actually county panellists. The only one not is Katie Lynch, and in my opinion, should be. Uh, mm. She's an excellent footballer. Then you move up and you have your, like, you have Emma Toland there on, at number 11, and she's just, like, she's a queen. Uh, she's unbelievable. What she does on and off the field for both basketball and football, for school, county, club. It's unbelievable. Like she, She's on a pedestal in my eyes. And uh, the way she drives, it's like she can switch on a switch there and turn it on. And then you have mm-hmm. Shannon there full forward who, you know, she, she's getting good scores. But it's, it takes a lot of work to get the ball up to that level. Um, you know, we have younger girls coming on, Kira Brady there. Coming off the bench, you kind of forget that these girls are so young. Uh, Ellen Murray and Megan Brady were absolutely exceptional in my eyes last week. Um, Ellen un- unlucky not to start the first day and Megan came off the first day. But then last week, two of them had hunger in their belly and they really went out and proved their point. So it's girls like that that I just love seeing stepping up to that stage and really driving on for the club. Um, we have Honor Mackin and Ellen uh, Morgan there to two wing half four. They're clocking in games. They're up and down that field. Um the whole time they never stop um, so it's just it's a real panel effort like you know we've girls coming off the bench like we've an Avon Daly and Avon Halpin and Coach Smith uh, even like Libby Rose Kennedy come on last week and she's still in under 16 and like you know to, it's a such a big honour for them girls coming and playing with these older girls and looking up to these heroes uh, so it's yeah. just massive Yeah absolutely and they're top athletes when you look at the schedule of some of them playing basketball and the football last weekend it shows the calibre and the pedigree of girls that you have in Lurgan and also the, the squad depth that you have it's 
it is much change from last year when people think about you retaining your Ulster title. The squad you're doing it with has it has changed, but it hasn't got weakened in any way. So, you know, like we were coming in this year, really, we didn't know what we had until we started training, who what under 16s were going to come up. Um, but it's just massive. Like, they really enjoy it. They're playing as a team, and like, that's the most important thing. I know against Carrick across the first day, um, we probably had a few moments maybe that girls were trying to be selfish. Or, like, you know, everyone's thrown score at the end of today, and it was something that we had to speak to at half time and say, no, we have to start bringing these girls into the play. And then, look, the second half, we kind of changed things that day. We were getting scored more freely, and it was just about girls looking up, playing for together, playing together, playing for one another. Then, yeah, you, you mentioned there last week the basketball. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I think seven or eight of our girls played three basketball games on Saturday. We went up played a basketball semi-final Sunday morning. Um, we're lucky we have a very good relationship with the East Cavan Eagles Basketball Club and uh, thankfully they reached the final and once they reached the final they were they were getting through to the next round anyway. So uh, thank God uh, you know they, they let the girls come and play the football and it, it's just communication between the two sports has to be a top level. But uh, thankfully the girls came and played football and they were they had still seventy minutes in the tank to go put in a really big shift for us and yeah, else over the line as well. So it's it's just brilliant. Like they're athletes all around. Yeah, and looking for looking ahead to next Sunday, two PM in Oma, a brilliant occasion for these girls, for these athletes to get to play in a stadium like Healy Park. I'm sure there's there's great excitement amongst them for that. Oh, brilliant excitement. And like it's it's you know, they probably grew up watching Calvin play in them in them venues. Like, you know, it's it's one of the big venues in Ulster. So um yeah, it's it's a massive, massive achievement. We're really hoping that we get a big captain sport behind us, a big learning sport, and kind of get the flag going. Um, it's it's a big home venue for Tyrone and also semi final in your in your home club in your home pitch. Um, so we're just hoping we can go and not just make up numbers, go and you know get back to an Ulster final is obviously the aim now. When when you get to a semi, you want to get that step further and get to a final and see what what happens. But no, it's massive. We're we're really looking forward to it. It's we've actually taken a weekend off this weekend. We've had a lot of tired bodies. There's a lot of school sports going on and things like that. So uh, we're up very up, open and honest with the girls. Uh, we said to them last week against uh, when we bet Carrick Cross or sorry, when we bet the Derry Champions, um, do you know what would you like? Do you just want a Wednesday off? Do you just want a Friday off? And they kind of looked at you, kind of like, do you just want to go out Saturday night? And every single one of them were like, yeah, look. So we respect that. You know, we're, we're kind of a young enough man team ourselves. Um, I know a few of us had things on this weekend as well. So we were like, okay, go and enjoy your weekend. Come back next week as hungry as ever. They did a really hard training session there for, on Wednesday night for us. And they put in serious work. So we said, if you give us that, we'll give you the Friday and the Sunday off. And we come back next week for everyone to go and have hunger in the belly. So it's massive. And... It's great that we probably have that relationship with the girls. Um, probably comes that a lot of us play, like our management team is probably made up of senior players within the club and we play and train with these girls all year round and then it's only when the senior kind of element stops that we're nearly managing them at the minor level. Yeah, and I suppose um, then looking ahead to Sunday, you're playing Omar St. End as the Tyrone champions. The first time they've ever won uh, the Tyrone championship. So they're playing in unknown territory as well, obviously won their quarterfinal last weekend against Dunglow. Um, what do you know about the, the Tyrone side? Um, I suppose it's hard. It's hard at this level to get much information on other teams. Um, we're probably very lucky in Cavan that ladies football is really well promoted uh, to, to know we are Cavan or, or Anglo South or, or local media and things like that. Um, we're in other counties, it's maybe not as much. So we've, we've found a little bit of kind of done a bit of research we found about they you know they have a few players scattered through county under 16 county minor panels uh, I know one of their their midfielders there uh, Emer uh, 
Amy Rotani uh, picked up a PPS All-Star there a few weeks ago. And uh, from what I can gather, kind of their midfield would be extremely strong. Um, and then they'd have uh, very good, strong forwards. Their full forward there is cracking up good scorer, Sean McGorry. And then they have another part of the four, Emer Cunningham. Then on the half forward line, um, I think we'd have to probably do a man marking job maybe on Emma McCross. And she seems to uh, be a bit of a live wire and, you know, causing a lot of damage everywhere she goes. And it's something that I suppose we'll go out and we'll just focus on ourselves and um, feel like we have players in them areas that'll be able to pick up them girls and be able to still play their own game. Um, as I mentioned there previously there about our, our backs, in my opinion, are extremely strong. Um, we have girls there on our backs that have played senior, have senior county championship medals, you know, Ulster, Ulster t- uh, medals with our county teams. And like we have two girls there, one in under 16 All-Ireland this year in Cork, Athena. So like we'll have no fear coming. We just need everyone kind of on point focus coming into the game. And we really feel that uh, if we get our match up right, get them girls marked by the, by the best players and, you know, we'll be able to get over the line and do our job. Yeah, exactly. So, look, Nate, the very, very best of luck to you and your your team on Sunday. Hopefully, you'll be looking forward to an Ulster final in the coming weeks. Thank you very much, Aideen. Thanks, William. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So the very best of luck to Lorgan Miners um, in that also semi-final. Making back-to-back finals will be a great achievement. Um, we look forward to getting reaction to that on next week's podcast. Thanks to Aideen and to Niamh for that interview. Um, so that's always time for on the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast. If you have any updates on the managerial merry-go-round, please do send them in to us on social media. You can get us on We Are Cavan on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or you can email us at wearecavan at gmail. Dot com. Thanks for for listening to the McAvoy's Super Value GEA podcast. The very, very best of luck to Arva in the Ulster Junior Championship final and to Ballyhays in the Ulster Intermediate Championship semi-final and as I said to Lorgan in that Ulster Minor Ladies semi-final as well. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, there was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. For Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah!